now being around two o'clock, this schedule asks that everyone come for closing announcements. And it's a bit of a mistake, um, my fault really. I should have checked the schedule more carefully because um, it would seem better to have been done at the end of the afternoon. Um, but it had already been arranged. And then I thought, well, coming and going, you know, a weekend is a weekend. We know we have to leave tomorrow anyway. Um, so it's not like a surprise to you. <laughs> and let, it, let this be, you know, very much part of our practice. We'll go back in again to continue silence and dialogue and so forth. And this is just one of the events arising. Um, also, maybe you can feel in the course of this retreat and the change of form where it's a bit more flexible in some ways um, and interactive. And also, even with Tija's beautiful songs last night, a little of that devotional quality. Um, if you go to Buddhist Asia, um, back to Burma and Thailand and places like that, and maybe I mentioned this, um, it's very much a devotional practice there for people. People go with such reverence to the temples. Um, and generosity is enormous in those cultures. And later this afternoon, we'll talk some about paramitas and bodhisattva and that kind of the expression into the world. Um, I remember um, one of the most moving um, experiences of being a forest monk, a monastic for the years that I was, would be to go out on alms around in the morning, sometimes with a few other monks to a walk barefoot you know, five or ten miles to some village and come back with our bowls. Um, and in the areas where I lived mostly were quite poor. It was on the border of Laos and Thailand and in the dry season very poor. Um, not a lot to eat. And um, people would wait there in the morning for the monks to come through the village and We'd be silent. And then they would offer some of the food they'd made for the day. And as I said, they had enough rice, but in the dry season, there wasn't a lot else. A few vegetables, some of it was like tree leaves chopped up with chili peppers and old, um, what's called broken fish sauce with, uh, with a lot of peppers so that it would last for months and things like that. Um, and they would place the food in the bowl with so much reverence, even though they didn't have much. And I think, okay, you know, I grew up in the U.S. And even though my family didn't have a lot of money, if I was in trouble, I could wire home and my mom would send me 500 or $1,000 to get me out of trouble. Um, that's more than the average annual wage of a lot of the people in these villages, double, triple it. And what was I doing taking their food? But they saw us as carrying something that was so important for their culture. There was so much reverence for the, not just for the, the particular monks, but for what we stood for in the temple. They so valued that the culture had the teachings of Dharma, of virtue and generosity and wisdom and understanding and compassion. And the monastics 
really represented that which they loved about their culture among one of the most precious things. And so they were saying, here, we'll give of the little that we have. And you can't say thank you, you know, wow, I got a mango, fantastic, thank you, you know. Um, You do it all in silence. Um, All I could do is kind of receive it and say, all right, um, I have to practice now. I have to take their generosity, which is so enormous. Um, And you feel it if you go now, you know, if you were to go to the great temples too, you go to the Shwedagon in the center of Rangoon and um, people stream in. Yes, there are offerings, but more than that, there's just so much um, love and compassion and devotion to Dharma that's woven into the cultures. So IMS has become that place for a lot of people. Um, for our lives. Many of us as old students who come back here and it's through the generosity of the whole community of people that it, that it has blossomed in the way it has with, together with the Forest Refuge and the Study Center and all that. It's, it's, in, it's in beautiful shape. Um, and often we wait to the end of retreats and do the Donna talk, you know, please help support the teachers and things, which is a lovely thing. But it doesn't at all communicate the the magnificence of the generosity that's kept the Dharma going for 2,600 years and how you feel it um, both in those home cultures and in some way you can feel it here in the, in the food and the walls and all the new things that have been done here. So your support, your support for us as teachers um, makes it possible for us to teach. It's really fantastic and then we can teach other people. So it's really meaningful and very you know, beautiful and, and um, accepted with a great deal of gratitude. Um, and these things, whether it's generosity, not just supporting the temple, but living a life of a generous spirit, not so self-centered, living a life um, that has gratitude in it. These are the, along with the Brahma-viharas of metta, karuna, you know, compassion of joy and equanimity, I would add the Brahma Viharas of forgiveness, of gratitude, and of generosity in some way. And these are what make our heart joyful. They're the awakened heart. So this is the uh, pre-Dana, Dana talk. (laughs) Um, But it's also an invitation to feel all this as part of our practice in in some really beautiful way. Um, So with that, I uh, turn it over to Daphne and Roberta to add things about IMS and everything else.